0: Everything in this world is made up of matter, and those matters behave with each other.
1: Man, I'm ready for Thanksgiving. Holy shit. Oh, I need a break. It's really bad, actually, so. Um, I don't know if you saw on, on the Instagram or on the Facebook. Uh, I went I went camping ish, or I guess it. I've never heard this this phrase used before. Glamping. It's supposed to be um glamorous camping. Have you ever heard of this? Okay,
0: no, I haven't. It reminds me of Aziz Ansari in uh, uh Parks and Rec though when he goes camping.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically, yeah, you know. Uh, no. So <laughs> we're uh you know we went to a national park. And it was a lot of fun. But this park is in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like just uh-huh. nowhere. And so we got an Airbnb in this I'm gonna call it like a glorified shack. Um, okay. you know, the, <laughs> the views from the shack were amazing, but it was it was quite the shithole. Um, okay. <laughs> so so it was it was super remote. It took like an hour to get from the park to there um it was basically like the walls were made out of like sheet metal or something i don't know it looked like the owner had just like built it themselves not the code or anything but just like you know built it Um, okay (laughs) so no insulation the stairs and like the upstairs part of it which like you know it's fancy enough to have an upstairs so maybe it was upscale but that was super creaky All the water that they had was rainwater that you couldn't drink. (laughs) (laughs) And there was no, like, water heater or anything. And all the electricity was provided um, by solar panels. And so this thing's not very well insulated. It's November. The only way you can heat it (laughs) is with propane heaters and... (laughs) a wood burning fireplace. And Ooh. so it was, you know, it was like really cold it it would dip below freezing. So it was Oh wow. It was okay. really, really cold. And I remember like the first night we had enough firewood. And then the <laughs> second night we, we didn't have any. So we were asked the Airbnb host if if they had like you know, where we can get some or if they could bring some. And they're like, Oh, you can go buy it at the general store that's like forty five minutes away and it's like, oh. okay, <laughs> like that's cool of you guys <laughs> like can't you Wait, just she... give us fucking yeah, this this it's freezing in here like is it part <laughs> of you know Airbnb is like a hotel in someone's home right and so i thought heat was like standard in most hotels but <laughs> apparently it's not um so so that was fun we had to go buy more firewood oh, and man. Like I said like no, you couldn't drink any of the water and so they had these like shower camping bag things with like faucets on the end of them oh yeah so we would, yeah we would boil water and then <laughs> get it hot so that we could put it in the bags and then shower from the bags which <laughs> <Yes. was laughs> not the way to be squeaky clean um but you know it, it worked I guess but it was so cold oh another thing that these people did like so I was I was a little bit more peeved about this place than than Ashley was. Um, they only gave us one roll of toilet paper, which was Ooh. super cool because it was four of us and it was three nights. And so, oh
0: my god!
1: <laughs> I'm not I like that's a really awkward thing to ask for. Since so like we just like bought new toilet paper, but it's like, hey, my dudes, like does do any of you shit? Like it, <laughs> four people, three nights equals more than one roll. So that was a little bit upsetting. And then we had a a car with us. It was a Honda Civic and the road to get to this place was not paved. And it was like (laughs) the jankiest, like I thought the car was going to die. It was so bad. It was so rocky and rugged and like there were like giant puddles in the middle of it. It was crazy. Needless to say, the park itself was amazing, and you should totally go like my Instagram mm-hmm. pictures because they are <laughs> fucking tight. Uh, but <laughs> it was, it was rough in it for sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so it was. I mean, it was it was good to get out in nature. You know, I I really and this is actually something in the show notes. I think um I really like being outside. I know you're an outdoorsy person. Mm-hmm. And I think we've talked about this. I have a new goal. Of going to all of the national parks in the United States mm-hmm. I'm thinking of extending that to Canada because holy shit Canada's pretty but oh man it was, it was it was not the most relaxing thing so I had to skip two <laughs> days of school because I'm a degenerate and it was so I oh man I just came back I was super tired very dirty <laughs> smelled like smoke just wanted a shower and so the rest of the week was spent playing catch
0: up oh man
1: but it was it was an experience Mm -hmm. (laughs) put it that way
0: (laughs) yeah from what I was seeing online it looked like it was really fun but it is super hard to have to jump back into the swing of things especially yeah yeah, especially after kind of roughing it in the outdoors because yeah like you said that's not really that relaxing it kind of feels like work a lot of the time um (laughs) so (laughs) It
1: does, it does. No, so that was, that made this past week quite busy.
0: But now, you know, Thanksgiving
1: is next week, or it's this Uh week, fuck, I guess it's Sunday. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I, uh, we don't have class on Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, and... I think I only have one class on Tuesday and no nice. class is tomorrow. So we're pretty much in the Thanksgiving mindset. I've been trying yeah. to do work like all day and it just hasn't been working. So I'm do- like, oh, but like you'll have so many days off. and it's like, <laughs> yes, But your mom's coming to town. You can't just like do work that whole time. And it's like, what? No, you can't. <laughs> so I don't know. Anyway, though, how have you
0: been doing? Uh, I've been doing all right got super busy this past month like since the last time we talked really it just picked up a lot um I'm on my third rotation right now the second one that I just finished a couple weeks ago went really well so a lot of my time was spent just working on that and I'd basically do like a full day and then outside of that I'd have to like try to finish homeworks as quick as possible uh it was yeah Yeah. (laughs) it it got kind of rough but uh it worked out everything's okay uh, oh, Managed my good. time alright. Injured my back really bad a couple days ago. That was really cool.
1: Oh, um, what
0: are you doing? <laughs> I was I was trying to exercise, and I was just <laughs> there's trying... <a> problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the issue. Um, yeah, it was. It was really bad. Like I I didn't think I was gonna be able to get out of bed at least one day this past week. But it's feeling a lot better wow. now. So yeah. Jeez, what were you doing? What I, exercise was this? It, I was I wanted to do military press oh okay yeah like yeah like over the head yeah except I was doing it with the bar and I was sitting upright and it was like it was my very first like lift I guess and for whatever reason just as soon as I like lifted the bar just like even an inch off the rack my whole back just basically gave out just instantly and it was it was awful like I was like I couldn't bend my back at all and I had a really hard time standing and oh (laughs) man yeah yeah Yeah, i mean
1: i I, i'll just say like the my back has also been hurting so like yeah to get to the park it was like a seven or eight hour drive and then one of the hikes we did was like 10 miles round trip and it was a 2500 (laughs) feet elevation gain
0: and
1: so like doing that kind of like just right like not not really working out a lot beforehand my back was killing me yeah like oh my gosh so so painful <laughs> worth it but wow yeah um, you know, it's nothing makes you feel like a cranky old man more than uh, hurting your back
0: yeah yeah it was unreal i've never had an injury like that before too so like i really didn't know how to handle it and i was like texting my parents a bunch telling them all about it and stuff but <laughs> yeah well do you ever go to
1: a chiropractor
0: i've never been to one um okay but i i don't know that sounds really tempting
1: go to a chiropractor like just give it a try
0: have you, you know i take you've been before
1: i only let one man touch me okay. <laughs> <laughs> in certain spots and that is my chiropractor and it is worth it uh-huh. oh my gosh so my my girlfriend um was having some really bad back problems a while back and like she never went to a chiropractor previously Mm-hmm. I told her I was like, please, like if not a chiropractor, just like go to a back doctor or something, and she finally did it and was like, wow, yes. And I'm like, see, this is <laughs> the chiropractors are the best. Try it out. It's an, I, it's really like okay. People say it's like fake science or something or like I I mean I already think like normal medical doctors are like fake doctors, so like. <laughs> You know, you think I would think chiropractors. Worse, yeah, I'm really but... surprised
0: right now. Actually, this is <laughs> the the most well, I... positively I've ever heard you talk about a doctor who doesn't have a PhD.
1: <laughs> and it is it is the most positive I will ever be. This is a one time thing, um, <laughs> and is just because I have experienced the results firsthand. Okay. it's so nice. <laughs> Definitely worth a try if your back is still hurting.
0: Uh, I might I might do that then. The the doctor I saw the. Uh... The real doctor, I guess. Um, yeah, he told me that I might want to consider seeing a chiropractor. He also wanted me to do physical therapy, but I'm not doing any of that. And I don't have time.
1: <laughs> oh, fuck that. Ta- that takes way too long. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, do, uh, do chiropractors do white coat ceremonies? Because if they do, I'm not going to go to one. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know. Let's see. Chiropractor white
1: coat ceremony. White coat Oh, Google auto filled it, so it might be a thing. Yeah. Oh, oh no, it is. <laughs> oh, damn it! Shoot. All right. Well, I've never seen a chiropractor wearing a white coat though. That's really weird. <laughs> That's so weird. Actually, so there's a there's a big pharmacy school here, mm-hmm. and. I see the pharmacy students wearing their white coats like all the time, (laughs) but in places where it doesn't make any sense. So like, I'll see them on the bus in the morning, and they're wearing their white coats. Oh, weird. Or like, after hours, in like, a building that's not the pharmacy building. We had a really bad homework assignment due two weeks ago, and we were working on it at like, 10pm in one of the the sciencey buildings i think it's like the natural sciences building or whatever Mm -hmm. and there was a bunch of pharmacy students there working but they were all wearing their coats what the hell And it's like who who are you trying to impress right now like (laughs) (laughs) i don't understand
0: also you don't need a white coat like what the fuck is is it just uh (laughs) is it just part of like their professional wear like yeah they don't really need like ppe per se i wouldn't think
1: no i i i I have no idea i i don't know (laughs) it's
0: it confuses me. Yeah, that's weird. But That said though, uh, like you know, if I ever went to the pharmacist and they weren't in a white coat, I don't know if I would trust them. That's Because i have been point. like conditioned to expect that, yeah.
1: Yeah. Maybe I m I don't know. It's like but but you're they're on a bus. <laughs> like <laughs> that's what kills me i understand wearing like scrubs on a bus if you <laughs> wear them at work mm-hmm. and you don't want to like change into them but the white coat you could just like put on when you could I, anyway okay we've, we've given fake doctors enough of our time <laughs> uh <laughs> i'm sorry about your back that sucks yeah um do you have any plans for thanksgiving though since that's coming um
0: i so i, I actually really don't like thanksgiving very much so i've been kind of trying to avoid doing anything um, yeah. <laughs> Why? Why? I don't know. I just don't like it that much. And I'd rather just kind of have the day to myself to kind of catch up on work and just relax a bit and think really hard about what lab I want to join. Um, but I, yeah, <laughs> one, one of my roommates lives near our school. And so he offered uh, that I go to his family's Thanksgiving. And then actually one of my good friends, too, has same deal. family lives nearby. And so he offered. But I, I don't know if I really want to go. Like, it sounds kind of fun, but... I I don't know if I wanna go, so I'll probably just stay home. Wow.
1: <laughs> You're a bit of a hermit. I well that's, it's
0: just it's just that's... Thanksgiving. I just don't like Thanksgiving.
1: <laughs> I is it is it like because the pilgrims like pillaged and destroyed the Native Americans, or is it just you don't like being thankful or I, what you're not american i don't understand I, what do you uh, i i w- what are you i to wish
0: it was for like an intelligent reason like the pilgrims messing with the native americans and stuff but it's really i just don't like the the holiday that much it's just not very much fun for me and i don't like the colors i don't like the themes i don't like how it makes me feel i don't like the time of year it's just like i'm just like fuck it like i'm just i'm i'm gonna not go to it i don't have to go this year i'm not going to
1: this is the worst fucking yeah, holiday. I just. And that's... <laughs> wow. Yep. This is passionate. You don't usually get worked up about this. No, I
0: usually don't. Yeah, it's really weird that this is the one thing. But yeah, it's just, I've, I've been like that ever since I was a little kid. I remember being like 10 years old. Thanksgiving Day, parents are like trying to get me to get in the car to like go to who's ever place to eat this food. And I just, I just hated it. I just never wanted to go. And it's always like kind of pissy.
1: Um, I mean, that's interesting because I feel like for a lot of people, the thing about it is like the family aspect, you know, when you get towards the holiday season, um, people don't like seeing extended family that much. Mm -hmm. It's like, I I get that part because there've been times where it's like, there are certain people I don't need to see. (laughs) If I I don't see them over the holidays, oh well. (laughs) Um, but, but yeah, no, I don't, I mean, I just, I like the food. The food is so good Turkey fucking sucks But like <laughs> I'm, I'm really into ham You know If you have a Thanksgiving Ham's ham good, yeah. As like a side dish That becomes my main dish So that's good And stuffing is really good And um Oh man My girlfriend's dad Makes this really good Apple pie but Ooh, I'm Like super yeah. Like th- There are a few desserts Or just like Things in general That have changed my life in the last couple months. I guess the last time I had it was Easter. But this his apple pie is so fucking mm-hmm. good. I'm so excited for it. I, my body is ready. <laughs> so, like, I'm really excited about that. But <laughs> I recognize that that might not be a, um, you know, a common thing. But anyway. So I'm trying to think of what else has been happening recently. I did. Uh, okay in, an... <laughs> in another uh of the uh ben is an apple fanboy corner, uh-huh. <laughs> um i bought the new macbook air mm-hmm. uh came in like a week and a half ago oh i love this computer so much i think that's probably the biggest thing that's happened to me in the last month <laughs> it's probably that i mean the vacation was nice classes are still just fucking awful yeah but oh that it is beautiful it's a it's a beacon in the night <laughs> you just it is you have like a little
0: worship station for it on your desk and
1: <laughs> i I, oh, I really i should i should but no i was using an ipad for so long In instead of a laptop instead okay. of a laptop yeah um because my my old laptop was like super super uh-huh. old and so i was trying to do everything i could on the ipad but like you can't download a lot of engineering programs there's no like ipad app for them so i was like super super in need of a computer Mm -hmm. for the longest time and i kept holding out because i knew apple was going to announce this in october (laughs) um or i guess early november this time and so i like waited well past when i should and (laughs) i finally got it and it came in and i love it i feel like i can finally be productive and it's been so much fun to set it up (laughs) and like i'm trying to do like an, an organizational overhaul as far as like technology is concerned because it's like okay this is the start of grad school have a clean slate have your files you know you know where you're gonna put them have backup solutions you know in case hard drives fail or whatever because they do sometimes you know like you wanna you wanna have everything organized so when it's time to get the fuck out of here you have everything at your Mm -hmm. fingertips and so it has been so much fun setting it up sounds awesome Um,
0: yeah i was just gonna okay. say that's a good strategy getting the the new computer in the clean slate right before you get started i was thinking i was gonna do the same thing once i actually get going in my my real lab um mm,
1: that's a good idea <laughs> but yeah no i mean I, <laughs> I i realized something about myself i'm definitely a better uh, organizer and planner than i am um like Actual being productive like, executioner <laughs> okay. of things, so like setting up the laptop is really fun, and like cleaning my apartment and organizing after my trip is really fun. But then when I tried to sit down to actually do stuff this weekend, it did. <laughs> I like, I did anything yesterday <laughs> I watched Joe Rogan comedy uh-huh. specials on Netflix. That was a lot of fun. Nice.
0: <laughs> oh man.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, really gotta work on that. I don't know. I keep, I keep buying, um, books that my, uh, my girlfriend calls not self help books, but um, <laughs> let's see. I'm trying, I'm trying to. What is, what's the term she uses? I don't even know. But they're like books about productivity and organization, self-help. and 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 so <laughs> I, I consider them, um useful reflection Uh tools. And so I just keep reading them and I I get to, like, parts where they're like, you know, like, organization is key and you should, you know, have all of your ducks in a row before you start trying to be productive and then you should actually be productive. (laughs) Stop at that that spot right before you should actually be productive. I'm like, I'm so organized. I can do everything. And then I do nothing afterwards.
0: It's really bad.
1: (sighs) But... Oh well. <laughs> oh, such is life. I'm just I'm just trying to work until December. Oh man, winter break. I need you so bad. <laughs> I hate hate being in classes. It's so funny. It uh this is actually this is actually something else in the show notes. Uh, so next semester I am not gonna be TAing and I'm not gonna be ta- I'm only gonna be taking one class and it's a pretty laid back class that like pretty much everyone does Mm. well in and you don't have to put in minimal you or you do put in like minimal effort so next semester i will be like very close to being a full-time researcher and i'm so excited that's gonna be awesome Oh my god! I don't want to do school. I hate school. I realize that. I feel so bad because I also I just like don't like chemical engineering classes. I I never have and I fucking never will. Um, which everyone is always like, why are you Why are you getting a bachelor's degree in chemical engineering? Then do chemistry. And now it's why are you getting a PhD in a subject you don't like? And I'm like, no, no, no. It's the classes. But oh man. Once I can be a full-time researcher, then mm-hmm. the fun can start. What what are you, what are you what are you doing next semester? Do you have classes? Do you have teaching? Uh, I don't do have to
0: teach. I think they don't let us teach until we're second years, but I'm just probably going to take two courses. Um, part of me wants to nice. take three classes just so that I can kind of finish all of my coursework pretty quickly, but I just feel like that's not a great idea. That might be a little too much. That said, though, the two courses that I'm planning on taking are both really challenging and time-consuming, so I don't know if that's much better than taking, like, three easier courses, uh, but, yeah, I got to I gotta figure that one out pretty quick.
1: Man, you are <laughs> you're much more <laughs> go than me. I... <laughs> I'd rather just start research. That's what I really want to do, but, I, you know? Yeah, I, I get that. Uh, I've become... I mean, I guess, like, I think towards the end of undergrad, I was so invested in the lab that it's weird to not be working in the lab, Mm -hmm. like, a lot. And so I really miss that because I remember, like, especially senior year, like, you know, that was when I was really, really, like, trying hard in the lab. And I had my own project, you know, I could take ownership over things. And it felt so good. So I just Mm want to be back to that yeah you know and so i don't know but speaking of classes i hear or i see here that you uh you had some uh take home midterms what uh, what happened there
0: uh it was just fucking terrible <laughs> it was exactly how i thought it was gonna go is how it went i like couldn't stop thinking about it the entire time it was in my possession and until i was finally able to hand it in and it was assigned over the weekend. And so it was just like, uh, I don't know. I mean, it it, it it was fine. I got a pretty good score on it, but just the time that it took and like all of my headspace that it occupied while I had it in my possession, it just wasn't worth it. <laughs> it was just awful.
1: I mean, no, that's that's a good point. I, um, I've never had a take-home midterm, but they used to do take-home exams here and people Mm -hmm. hated them because it's that's definitely true like if you have a take-home exam the professor can make it like an order of magnitude Mm -hmm. harder right and you can also make it significantly (laughs) longer and so it's like yeah you know you have all your notes and you have the entire wealth of human knowledge on the internet but the, the the problems that we have to solve are usually so like difficult or just like very niche that there's not like a lot on the mm-hmm. internet for them because there's not a lot of people doing PhD level classes in the world, you know, compared to like, especially like, you know, Chegg and all that kind of stuff and right, yeah. classes where like, you know, there's a huge demand for this, you know, so I, yeah, I've always been against take home exams and I'm really glad that we didn't do them here because i know that i would just like super super tunnel vision on it and yeah it would just be awful i'd rather take an exam and get it done in an hour one of my classes is three hour exams which (laughs) even then i'd rather get it done in honestly yeah yeah because
0: it was just it was like the pain just the the same pain as a normal exam or midterm just extended over days like um yeah i i I did okay though like managing my time I i think i set a personal goal for myself that I wouldn't work on the midterm uh like before 6 p.m or something um so and so that way I wouldn't just work on it all day but that said like once 6 p.m rolled around I would be like whatever my project was for my rotation at the time I'd set that aside like okay I'll work on this midterm just a little bit you know just like an hour or something then I'll go home and make dinner but it was always like I'd be like at that desk working on that midterm or at least thinking about it from like 6 p.m until like midnight like every night um, just because, yeah, just because I just, ah, man, it was just, it was hard to put it down as much as I would want to at times. Ew. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> that sounds awful. I, I'm so bad at um, compartmentalizing things like that. Like I, there's no way I could be like, I'm not going to start this until 6 PM and then work until midnight. Like I, if there's one thing that's stressing me out, it kind of like overcomes all other aspects of my oh, life. Yeah. That's the only thing <laughs> I think about. Yeah. <laughs> how do I deal with it poorly? <laughs> 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 like it's it's really bad. I, I'm not good at stressful situations like that. <laughs> and so Good, good for you. I, I'm very jealous of how, um, of how into your rotations you've been, and how much work you've been doing. Now, granted, it's all computational, so <laughs> not exactly my cup of tea. But man, I'm 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 very envious. I'm trying to, so I'm trying to, um, to kind of make my way into the lab. And I, this uh-huh. is a question I have for you. Okay. When someone joins a lab, whose job is it to be friendly, and whose job is it to like extend the the branch of friendship? right Uh so what i mean is is the onus on me to befriend the people in the lab and like to go out of my way and like i guess not not even necessarily go out of my way but just is it like my job to be the approachable one that like tries to make the connection or is it the job of the people who are already in the lab
0: yeah so that's a really good question that's been kind of on my mind a lot lately too uh if you would have asked me before I got to grad school, I would have said it's definitely on the people who are already in the lab. Um, just Uh-oh. because that, that makes sense. Like they've been there. Um, there's a newcomer. Everybody knows everybody except for the newcomer. The newcomer knows no one. So I feel like you should be kind of reaching out to them and pulling them into the group, making them feel welcome and all that. Um, but in my experience, since being at grad school, <laughs> most people don't do that who are already in the lab. It's just like, You're a new face that just kind of randomly shows up one day and nobody really seems to care or like want to like, at least in my experience, want to like bring me into the lab culture at all. So I kind of had to eventually go out of my way to kind of integrate and stuff, which I feel like is backwards, but that's just kind of how it was. And I'm sure that's not the same for every lab, but at least most of the ones that I've been interacting with, that's how it's been so far.
1: I mean, okay, so... (laughs) And so we agree, though, that in, like, a perfect world, <laughs> the people that are already in the lab should be the ones trying to be friendlier and extending their welcome, right? Yes. Yeah. There, is a, there is a power um, dynamic where, like you said, like, the people that are in the lab, they're established. They are friends with each other. They've been friends with each other for at least a year, sometimes four years. You know, they're they all know each other it's you You know you're the outsider coming into a new lab culture and so to me just the power dynamics there says the people that are in the lab should try to be friendly because it's easier for them who are already established to bring in a new person than it is for a new person to just kind of like break in and be like what up yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) so the reason i ask this is because the lab i joined everyone like most most of the people are really really friendly but there's this one girl that's just a total fucking bitch really and none of us can figure out why like, <laughs> she's just like an awful person and like none of us like her and she's just like she's not friendly she doesn't try to be nice or like try to Gosh. be inviting or like anything I hate people like, like that. the professor I fucking hate people like that, too. But, like, I just... The professor told us to, like, go to her if we have questions or, like, if we need help with something. Or she's the one in charge of, like, different Google Calendar sign-ins for like lab equipment and some different trainings, and she's just been completely fucking useless with all of that. <laughs> like, it's just like, what did we do? To you? Like, I'm sorry. Like, I know that you like are a kiss ass, and I know that like no one joined this lab last year. So like, you're the newer people. Like, you don't maybe you don't want the competition for daddy's love or something. I don't fucking know, but it's so annoying because it's like, hey, like. Can you at least try or, like, not, like, be openly disdainful towards us? Wow. Like, please? It's... Oh, man. So, like... Okay, maybe I'm, like, reading into it too much. But, like, she just, like, doesn't really, like, acknowledge us. Or she says things that are just, like, not super... Like, we we asked her for, like, help on um, getting on to, like, the Google Doc sign-ins. And she said no. And then I remember <laughs> one day we came in and... Uh, it was just a no. It wasn't – there was no <laughs> conversation or anything, even though the professor God. asked us to ask her to add us. Um, and then one day, um, there's three of us to join the lab, and one of us is, is a girl, and she – we were all, like, in the office, and this bitchy grad student comes in, and the female first year is like, oh, hey, I love that top. I have the exact same one and this girl without missing a beat just walks past her and says okay and sits down and starts working it's like (laughs) it's so awkward and makes me just cringe it's like you can't even like pretend like at all oh my god so it's just like and like there. i'm sure I'm, i'm like missing other examples but she does this kind of stuff and you're just like what the fuck is wrong with you like we're trying to, like, learn how to be in the slab and, like, be friendly and that kind of stuff. And you're just, like, you can't even fake being friendly. Like, what? Oh, like, ugh. So it really bothers me. I just, I don't
0: get how some people are like that.
1: Neither do I. Like, I get it. Like, it's probably annoying that we're all, like, talking in the office because we're all in the same classes and we're doing the same work. But, like... You know, she was a first year a while ago, so it's not like, hopefully she hasn't forgotten that, like, oh, it kind of sucks. <laughs> I'm like, oh, these classes are hard, you know? Yeah. And so, I don't know. I, just, I worry because I'm, next semester, going to be doing two different projects, and both of them are kind of related to some of her work. Uh-huh. And so, I'm very afraid that I'm going to need her to, like, train me Ooh. how to do certain stuff, and I need to, like, use some of her catalysts that she's developed and so i'm really not looking forward uh-huh. to that uh-huh, at all but she's just like a like a, a nasty little person and i don't i don't like what her. year is she and she's a third year okay. i think okay. and like the professor really likes her because she was like really productive and she had like three publications at the end of her second year which is like impressive but she and a postdoc were working on the same project so it's like oh you have three publications, but he's on all of these Mm -hmm. and he sometimes is the first author and you're not. So it's like, all right, well, you might think you're hot shit, but you know, if I had a postdoc working on the same project as me, I could probably get a lot of stuff done. (laughs) You know, I don't know. It's whatever, but it's, it's been kind of bothering me because I, I feel like I need to start like, especially next semester since I'm not teaching or taking more than one class. I need to like be super productive in the lab and like try to get a lot of stuff done and I don't know how to like get started on a lot of stuff because approaching some people is like a little bit difficult and also the first polymer that my professor wants me to make is like related to this one project that this other girl has and i don't really i don't like talk to this other girl ever and so i'm kind of nervous to be like hey so uh he wants me to you know like work on this project with you like i don't want to like poach on someone's project i don't know people yeah. people can be really you know defensive of their work or something and like i don't want to make it look like i'm trying to you know hop on the bandwagon but i don't know it's rough <laughs> not knowing how to talk to people <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh, i don't know i just i'm glad that you agree though the onus should be on the person that's already in the lab because it's much easier for them to branch yeah. out than it is for the yeah, newer definitely. person how,
0: how many people are in your lab total are there like are there enough people to kind of buffer this bitch bitchy person or uh
1: there's there's a lot of co advised people that okay. don't sit in our lab but I think including us and her, there's like eight or nine people that sit in the office. Oh, that's pretty, that's decent. And so, yeah, the lab space is a little bit small though. So like they only have a couple fume hoods and like one glove box. And so like, you know, it can be a little crowded in the lab. Hopefully we're going to branch out into some new Mm -hmm. space. Oh, that was another thing. So (laughs) this is another thing that like, I just like, I wanted to turn to her and just be like, what the fuck? Like, who the fuck are you? (laughs) (laughs) so we were we were talking to this one other third year who's like super friendly and helpful and she's really nice and um we were there's a new glove box in that room and she was talking to another grad student and they were gonna like go and figure out like how to get the glove box set up and everything and the one of my fellow first years was like oh hey where is that lab space because i know what building it's in but i've never been there and this, this, this bitchy grad student was not even in the conversation. She was on the other side of the room <laughs> and she turns to us and just kind of like shouts out, you're not allowed in there. There's a laser and you haven't had the proper training yet and it takes three hours and it's online. And then she just like turns back to her work. And it's like, okay, well, we weren't asking to go there. We just wanted to know where it is. And also like, you're really bitchy. <laughs> it wasn't helpful. <laughs> like, just, just like, why are you inserting yourself in this conversation you're not a part of like it, it, like you're just doing it to be a dick like you're not trying to be helpful you're not telling us where the training is exactly or what number it is or anything you're just saying you're not allowed in there. <laughs> God, dude,
0: that's just unbelievable i i don't know un- how are people like that like doesn't it suck to always be bitter and sour and just put people down like you you would think so <laughs> like I don't know. I would I would get
1: I, I'd get sore having a stick that far up my ass, I would think, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> apparently she's fine with it. I I don't know. So I, weird. It is really weird. I, and it's like it's kind of like confrontational and like aggressive uh-huh. and it's like I I do everything I can to avoid being confrontational or yeah. aggressive. Like I don't I don't know why you actively seek this out, but it's whatever i think my my plan is to i think start just being kind of cold back just to (laughs) like if she ever does that again she's like okay what's the what's the training number right now you know (laughs) like the next time i ask her for help on something that my pi wants her to do i'll just be like "No, no no he wants you to do this like you need to add me to this now um or just I, I don't even know I try not you know I try not to be confrontational I just want to do my work and go home at a reasonable hour and forget that all this work exists <laughs> but some people <sighs> oh well <laughs> also I just realized we need like transitional noises in between segments like little music things like, like a little, like a two second two jingle second. Okay. or something. Is that, is that something your brother oh, would yeah, do? Oh yeah, definitely.
0: He's all about that.
1: Okay. Okay. That would be perfect because I, I'm looking at all the stuff that we have in the show notes and like, I don't know, how, I don't know how to casually transition into like, or to go from like, this girl's a bitch. Also, how's, a, how's, how's your falling in love with a new uh, professor, but not students going? Actually, that's, that's possibly a good segue so you've fallen in love with a new professor, but not 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 their students? Yes. Yeah. I I would say that. Um, so I'm Okay. Also if your brother does want to come up with jingles and send them to I me mean, sometime, like even though your
0: transition was really good just now. <laughs> yeah, we'll still try to get the jingles. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, so I'm I'm in my third rotation right now. Um, we're supposed to pick a lab by, like, late January, so I was hoping that I could get a fourth rotation in. And I've been kind of shopping around a little bit, trying to meet with professors. Uh, and it hadn't been going very well for a couple weeks. Uh, and it's, that was a little bit stressful because I feel like the, the first two labs that I rotated with really liked them both, but neither one had everything that I wanted. And even if I were to do co-advising, I don't know if those two PIs would be the best combo. Um, so, so right now I'm a little stressed out because I'm trying to pick out my fourth, my fourth, uh, my fourth rotation to try to, you know, check off all my boxes and then also be someone who's suitable for co-advising with another person who I'm interested in. Uh, and it wasn't going well, it wasn't going well, but then finally I had a meeting with a professor that just went just great. It was like one of the best meetings I've ever had with a professor, um, here or any of the other schools that I interviewed at. It was just great and it, it felt right too. Um, yeah to to the point where like when I walked out of his office and was like walking back to to my office I was just like smiling and like kind of giddy like like a weird stupid way like almost like I just had like a good first date or something I'm like that was fucking awesome and I was just like so excited I'm, like, I'm gonna send him an email right now and uh actually that was kind of a stupid thing I did usually I like to send a follow-up email and be, like Oh hey, like thanks for meeting with me earlier today or yesterday or whatever. But I always wait like at least like six hours to send it. But I was so amped up after this meeting that I walked back and in like within thirty minutes of our meeting, which was at which was in the morning at like eleven, um, I just said, like, like oh like thanks so much for meeting with me earlier today. <laughs> but it was only yeah, it wasn't it wasn't long enough for for me to have already gotten in contact. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was just like I was going for it too hard. I looked too desperate. Um. <laughs> But, but but yeah that was Aww. that was a great lab because i'm interested in computation and that's all that they do and specifically they do a lot of machine learning um which i'm not good at computation but what i do know how to do is mostly machine learning stuff and so i'm kind of hoping that i could join a lab that does a lot of that so i'm not like totally useless right off the bat um <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> always a good goal <laughs> and uh he just had like all the questions that i ask about like how how you manage your lab, how you like pick projects, how you help your students when they get stuck, like and stuff like that. All those questions he couldn't have answered like any more perfectly in terms of like what I'm looking for in, a, in an advisor. And at the end, I asked him too, I'm like, oh, I'm really interested in your research. I don't have like that much background in it. Cause he does something a little bit outside of the types of topics and contexts that I've worked in before. And he was like, oh aren't you rotating right now and I'm like yeah he's like well why don't you just focus on that he's like you don't have to like start preparing anything for me right now he's like just get in touch with me later and then you can start reading papers he's like you don't have to stress out about my work right now though and like I really appreciated that because it was like he was kind of saying like just focus on like what you have going on right now like you don't need to like go out of your way to like try to like learn my research or like get going on a project ahead of time like just relax basically is what he was saying which i i think i need to be told every now and then and uh so that was really cool um, Yeah. yeah so it was a great meeting but what ended up happening was that was on a friday all weekend i was super pumped up about it it's telling all my friends about it how i found like this perfect little niche lab You didn't tell me well i'm telling you right now <laughs> <laughs> saving for the bodies. yeah exactly <laughs> <Fucking place>. um <laughs> <laughs> uh and then and and then i scheduled meetings with his grad students on monday and that was way less exciting it, it, he has a really small lab so there's there are only two students in it and i met with them both at the same time and they're both dicks <laughs> they, they're, they're not dicks they're very nice like sweet people but oh. they're just super just like extremely quiet and kind of came across as like asocial basically And uh, it didn't really seem like they, like, really wanted to talk with me, uh, or anybody for that matter, maybe. They're just super quiet and reserved. And they have this huge office space, all to themselves, and they just sit in there all day, like, the two of them. And I just kind of imagine it's, like, dead quiet in there. And they also said that a lot of times, especially in the summers, if one of them's traveling, that they'll just go sit in, like, this wide open, like, office space completely by themselves in just like isolation and like they'll they'll work like that for like weeks at a time and I was just like holy shit like <laughs> half the reason why I wanted to to go to grad school was so I could have like this awesome like lab environment that I get to go work in with like a bunch of other like young really energized people and uh it's just they just totally don't have that type of lab culture it's just really quiet it's just quiet <laughs> it's just way way <laughs> too quiet um and so that that hurt because I was so excited like I thought I was going to join that lab based off my my meeting with that professor um and now I now I need to decide if I even want to rotate or not because I don't know if I even want to spend four weeks working in their office space because it was just so just seemed so boring and quiet
1: no I mean that's that's fair like I uh I was talking to this grad student who's um in a he's not in the same lab as me but uh He's one that I met over the visit weekend here, and he was, um, he's ready to graduate. I think he's graduating this December, and he's going to start a postdoc. And I was talking to him, and the most interesting part of his CV is while he was in grad school. So over the course of four and a half years, he had fourteen or fifteen publications.
0: Holy shit!
1: Which is crazy. Like yeah. Most people say if you graduate with five, you're doing pretty good. And so like, that's, that's crazy numbers. Um, And I, and so I asked him, I was like, how, how is this? Like, you seem like a normal human being. How is this fucking possible? And he said, the one thing that you have to do is just be ready and open to collaborate with anyone and just be willing to work with a lot of people on a lot of different things. And you'd be surprised at how many publications you can get. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you definitely don't want to join a lab that no one even within the lab works together. Right, right. Yeah. Really collaborates because, you know, that's just, that's not really, you know, you're not, if, if, if you can only, publish on the work that you do by yourself like grad school is gonna take for fucking ever yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you know you, you can't do that so yeah i mean you definitely want to be in a in a group that's open to collaboration and um and working together um for sure because, yeah, yeah that, that's that's just crazy yeah
0: i would <laughs> um, yeah i i think i might still consider the lab i would have to do co-advising anyway because he's outside the department so I would just co-advised mm-hmm. with like a bigger lab. I think. Um, that said, like, I I just I don't know. I gotta I gotta figure that out. I'm between either that lab or this other one that I'm looking at that also does machine learning for my last rotation. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just hard to know. Yeah,
1: well, that's. It is. It's really. Oh man, it's so hard to figure out what you want to do with your life. Yeah. <laughs> it's It's been really frustrating me lately because I'm trying to figure out like what is the point of all of this (laughs) like you know why why did i want to go to grad school like what's what's the end goal basically Mm -hmm. so it's great to have the existential crisis after you sign up um yeah i love (laughs) that oh gosh yeah it's really really bad um but no that's that's what i've been struggling with. so one of the things i actually have in the show notes is where to end up And I think I added this at, like, 2 in the morning one night when I couldn't sleep (laughs) because I was thinking about after grad school, like, okay, so you can do a lot of things in a lot of different places. And it's, like, I think what I meant at the time was where would you geographically like to end up, but also just, like, more broadly, like what like uh I, I don't even know it's it's really been fucking with me though lately. so like the re- so the reason I was thinking about this is like I said, I want to go to all the national parks in the US and i I've really gotten the travel bug lately like I think in the last year it's really really gotten me badly mm-hmm. to the point where I'm like, you know, we got back from this vacation and I'm already ready to plan out the next one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know like our next summer road trip is gonna be these four parks in the Pacific Northwest. Ooh. And then we're also gonna possibly do a spring trip to Acadia in Maine. And then like I'm like, okay, is there are there any family holidays I can just skip and use that vacation time <laughs> to travel somewhere else? Like <laughs> can this can this be a thing that we do? And so so it got me thinking, like, you know, we grew up in a very, like, boring part of the country. (laughs) And so, like, I don't want to live in a boring part of the country Uh after graduating. Like, there's the excitement of living in, like, California where, you know, Silicon Valley and just all this, like, culture and interesting stuff is going on. Or there's the East Coast, which is the center for, like, a lot of technology, a lot of business, a lot... Like, New England, you know, if you go out into the country unlike vermont new hampshire Mm -hmm. even like connecticut and some parts of massachusetts like it's really really pretty out there like all the leaves change colors Mm -hmm. in the fall and like you get these quaint gilmore (laughs) girls-esque new england towns (laughs) 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 like not that i've seen all eight seasons of (laughs) gilmore girls or however many it is like three times but you know there's there's so much possibility Uh and like the more i think about it the more i don't want to be super tied down to one geographic location for a really long time um you know part of me is also like oh it'd be so cool to live abroad and like live in the uk for a little while or maybe do like an expat assignment Uh somewhere after like starting for a company so with all of that in mind eli if you could move anywhere after graduation and have the same job that you want
0: okay where would you live that's really really hard for me to answer so (laughs) you're yeah yeah um i i think for for a good reason though i think i would be really happy living pretty much anywhere um because yeah if if i had to pick like a certain region of the u.s i just couldn't pick one region like there's there's so much i like about all the different areas for different reasons um the pacific northwest is amazing like that's just so awesome i love how it's cloudy and kind of rainy there in the mountains and the the pines and stuff it would be so cool to live there um but i've also visited the southwest a little bit and that's also awesome and that was like a a part of the country that until i had finally gone and visited uh i i never would have like thought that i would have wanted to live there but i I think i kind of do now um that said i (laughs) can see new england being an awesome area to live in as well um, I, you know what? I, I kind of think. I think I'd be happy long term anywhere that isn't like. Like the South, I guess. <laughs> I <think. laughs> no
1: Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama. Yeah, probably, probably not.
0: That's probably the one place that I that I I couldn't do. <laughs>
1: okay, okay, but you like the Southwest? I like the so Southwest. you could do like Arizona, oh, yeah, New Mexico. Yeah. I love Mexico. Arizona. Yeah
0: arizona is really yeah it is it's just and i I just love how like yeah you can you don't have to like drive very far to enter new climate zones and stuff like that's a really cool idea to me i guess like northern california kind of has that same deal as well but in the southwest especially like you can just like drive a couple hours and go from like super really hot desert to like where you can ski and like that's just so cool um yeah and, uh, and, and yeah, you're right. Where, where we grew up was not the most exciting part of the country. And so I feel like I could go anywhere now and just be like totally happy with it.
1: <laughs> be like, this is yeah. awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, going abroad would be cool yeah. though too. When, when you mentioned that, did you have any country in mind or just kind of? I was thinking in the UK. Oh, I yeah, could see
1: because okay. that it's like, okay, it's English speaking like natively uh very similar to the united states as far as like very businessy industry this kind of stuff Uh like i I feel like that would be a really cool place to live i i wouldn't mind living like in london for a year or something that would be really cool yeah um because i i would like to just live in europe for like a year or two because then you could travel to, like, all the different countries for, like, three-day weekends or something, and, like, just kind of, like, hop around, and that would
0: be really fun. That'd be awesome, yeah. Would you ever consider Um, doing a postdoc? I know you're very (laughs) industry-minded, but for the sake of... Would I
1: ever consider being poor for another (laughs) year and working more hours? Gee, (laughs) twist my arm. Okay, (laughs) I guess not. (laughs) I mean, okay. So that okay. That's a good. That's a good ticket
0: though for a short-term, relatively uh, stress-free job in Europe, though. You know.
1: I mean, (laughs) stress-free. A lot of postdocs that have a lot of vacation time. That's true. Like, do a lot. I mean, I don't know. Are you still thinking about doing a postdoc? Uh,
0: I don't know. That that no, I don't think so. I think I want to go into industry as well. Um. But, but like doing a, a laid back postdoc where I could kind of have uh, that like nice experience that I'm imagining could possibly happen if you were to do a postdoc in Europe <laughs> if you're careful about like where you go, um, like that I would think be you cool. Might be I, I feel like this. If, if you did a postdoc and you weren't necessarily trying to like go into academia, but you're just doing the postdoc to like get more experience and just kind of enjoy working, and you did it for a, for like a company or some like. I don't want to say government-sponsored lab because it would ideally be abroad. But anything that's, like, not an academia postdoc, that that could yeah. probably be pretty chills is my guess. Uh, yeah.
1: No, but, I mean, so the other way around it, though, is that you can get expat assignments from, like, U.S.-based companies. So, like, right now, my sister works for, um, for Shell, the oil company, uh-huh. um, in HR, and she has a year-long assignment in Manila in the Philippines, right? So, like, it's not it's not impossible to get a job in the United States that then gives you, like, a year abroad. Um, that'd be cool. You know, working for the company. Yeah, that'd be really fucking cool. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just – the more I think – I mean, I think we've had this conversation before where, like, you were, like, thinking working at a community college would be cool because you could – teach which is nice you don't have to worry about research and you get a lot of time off during like the summer and winter break and the more i think about it like (laughs) i'm trying to figure out like what kind of life do i want to live um you know just light stuff like that yeah (laughs) (laughs) any any life where i have a lot of control over my time and a lot of money preferably (laughs) um, (laughs) would be really really cool and so figuring out how to get there is is not the easiest Uh because I mean, doesn't everyone want more money and, <laughs> um, you know, less working time. Like that's, that seems pretty common. Um, but <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. I've been thinking about the geographic, uh, ending up thing a lot. And, uh, I like new England. It's a little cold. Uh-huh. Um, I like California, but it's a little expensive. <laughs> um, you know i like i like the southwest that's so good uh but like yeah like washington or oregon for a little while would be cool yeah because you're right like the mountains there are beautiful yeah, yeah and you know you can there's a lot of good stuff yeah. up there like l- yeah like seattle there's a lot so of technology cool. yeah in seattle. seattle's a great city if, if
0: i could live anywhere i guess i might go for vancouver first but ooh canada can't yeah but yeah two problems that one is canada <laughs> two uh, it's way, yeah. way too expensive. Like, that would never happen, so I can't even consider that. Is
1: is Vancouver that yeah. expensive? It's always ranked really highly in, like, the best places in the world yeah. to
0: live. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be, like, the worst housing market to try to, like, go break into. And, wow. Yeah, I, something, even, yeah, even, it's, it's just insane.
1: Even worse than San Francisco?
0: I, I believe so, yeah.
1: Wow, I thought San Francisco
0: was the worst. San Francisco's god awful but yeah, i think vancouver is even worse <laughs> sucks um <laughs>
1: but yeah no i don't know it's just it's oh man it's something that keeps it literally keeps me up at night wondering what's next after this uh uh-huh. i don't i don't super love that <laughs> yeah
0: it's, I, it might be a little early for that to be pressing on your mind too I'm... much just yet but it is fun to think about it it, it's, it might be a little early, but as a superior planner
1: and executioner, it's <laughs> this planning stuff is, you know, it's how I get my jollies. <laughs> you know, if I'm thinking about this, I feel like I'm doing something productive. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, but no, I mean, if you think that I've got weird stress things that I'm thinking about, there's this guy in my class who is getting married like right after the first year of grad school (laughs) 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 my thought exactly (laughs) and and so i just like a couple things about this he's a nice guy and i'm sure his fiance is nice Uh But she's a teacher so it's like oh you guys are you guys are just gonna be poor for a while (laughs) okay (laughs) that's fine um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, um, also I just like can you imagine trying to plan a fucking wedding right now God, like, oh, in the first God. year of grad school like I, I know a girl who's in her third year and is getting married and like she's established in her research she's done with classes she's done with teaching like that's fine you know mm. but after the first year especially when both you and your fiance are like broke as a joke yeah. like,
0: <laughs> what yeah wow <laughs> i just i can't imagine like what the fuck i i could never imagine that right now it it blows my mind that it's actually relatively common for people our age not i wouldn't say people in our situation but people our age at least it's relatively common for them to get married and it's just super weird it is really weird but yeah i
1: mean i'm trying to think how old my parents were when they got married i feel like 25 and so, like that's like a year and a half away, so that's that's weird. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, like a, a lot of people get married like right after undergrad. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm trying to think of someone that I know. Re- oh yeah, a girl, I went to middle school with just recently got married. Um, and so, like, it's not like I I would say that we're we're past the point where it'd be like weird to get married at this age. Like, I think it's become. Much more in the like window of socially acceptable, I think. Anyone getting married in undergrad, like, wow, yeah, (laughs) congratulations on your poor decisions, (laughs) like, whatever. I don't know. (laughs) I have this, I have this one girl, um, in my class who is from the University of Tennessee, and in Tennessee, it's much more common to get married early on. (laughs) <laughs> and so like people that are in like their freshman year like the the summer be- like before freshman year and also the summer after freshman year is a common time for people to get married and it's like whoa, the whoa. Before, whoa, whoa. pump the brakes kiddo like damn why? that's ridiculous that's so, ugh. it's so, ugh. so i just i like i think about like think about who you were when you entered undergrad versus who you were when you left yeah like don't you think you changed like fundamentally like (laughs) a little bit (laughs) yeah that'd be an understatement yeah like that it's the most i would i I would argue undergrad is probably the most transformative time in a person's life Mm -hmm. um i can't think of any other time that's quite so concentrated um I, i think and kind of yeah i think
0: you at least have to like move out of your parents house before you really kind of know who you are as a person i feel like um Mm -hmm. like duh (laughs) (laughs)
1: like i also like if you can't drink at your own wedding (laughs) slow down (laughs) but yeah i don't know i just yeah so no matter how busy you feel or overwhelmed, just remember, you're not planning out a wedding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, man. Uh, yeah, that would suck. Yeah. yeah. How's a girlfriend doing, by the way? <laughs> Speaking of.
0: <laughs> uh, we, we broke up. What? what? <laughs> yeah, a couple weeks ago. That, that might have been. No,
1: wait, I didn't hear the first oh, part. Did you say what I thought?
0: I did? Yes. I said, so we. yeah, we broke up. What? Yeah.
1: Well, this might not be podcast appropriate <laughs> anymore. <laughs> oh fuck. I can I, I can edit this out. We'll
0: quickly pause.
1: what oh, I'm so sad. Are we
0: are we actually pausing or are we
1: <laughs> I, I mean, well, well, don't don't pause your recording. okay I'll Okay. Cut okay. It okay. i will like. in. Um
0: yeah. Yeah, it's okay though.
1: Oh. Well, that's that's a bummer. Yeah. <sighs> but I mean, on the plus side, you don't have to visit Cincinnati anymore. So that's probably... <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true. That <laughs> sounds like the worst fucking option. Yeah, yeah, that was... Yeah, I I don't know. Cincinnati, I had fun there the one time that I went. But, like, yeah, when I'm going home for winter break and stuff, like, I'd rather be with my family and not in Cincinnati. Um,
1: Is but... Does her family live in Cincinnati? Yeah, right yeah, there? yeah. That's where, the, yeah, she grew oh, up there God. and stuff, so oh god i mean ohio is such a nothing burger of you know, <laughs> a state that's, that's just like it's sad yeah but
0: yeah not not um, where i'd want to be visiting and stuff um oh. yeah it's okay now that's
1: fair enough i mean you could have you could have done like thanksgiving at her place you know <laughs> like uh, the holiday you don't give a shit just about.
0: been like super mean the whole time <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, not. that's it this was the last straw you made me go to thanksgiving in Ohio, <laughs> <God> damn
1: it, <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> oh. oh man, jeez. Yeah. Well, oh, we don't have a jingle yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Um, I have a I have a good see. story I could end on that involves me going to an escape room with the professor I'm rotating with.
1: Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so I don't know if I really have a good transition for it, but yeah. So the the lab that I just started rotating in the the first week that I was there, this was super chill. Um, on my third day, they decided to have a lab outing, which is an event that they make a really big deal out of. They spend like, I would guess a thousand ish dollars on the day where they basically just treat everybody in the lab. And so this year they did the pretty standard choice of taking the lab out to the escape rooms which I feel like everybody's kind of doing it's a little bit cliche but this was a really cool escape room where uh Mm -hmm. it's kind of like you're not locked into one room only you are kind of put in this large building that has a bunch of different rooms and you go in and you try to like find your way through each room and they only take about five minutes to do if you know how to do them. Uh, if you don't know how to do them, then they take like five minutes for you to fail and just walk out. So it's cool because you can kind of sample all these different rooms. Um, and just by chance, I got put into the subgroup that had the PI in it. And which was a little bit intimidating because I'm like, God damn it. Like I'm going to sit in here for two hours looking like a dumbass trying to solve these puzzles that were designed for little kids with the PI like looking (laughs) over my shoulder just getting my ass beat and uh it turns out I was right that's pretty much exactly what happened and uh nice and this professor though he was The, the whole idea I thought was that if you fail you just go to the next room and you try a bunch of different rooms and uh and you know if you fail it's not a big deal you just go to the next one you might get that one if you don't who like who cares just like go see everything see what you can do but this professor really doesn't think like that. He's very much like a professor. He's like too prideful to walk away from any room that he hasn't escaped from. And <laughs> Until I publish it. Yeah. He yeah. will not move. Honestly, he yeah. was like the most stubborn person ever. And so basically, what ended up happening was there was this one room. Uh, I forget the name of it, but it was.
1: Let's call it the clusterfuck
0: the clusterfuck that's <laughs> a really good name for it, or the dumpster fire or something yeah um, <laughs> oh, but, but, but basically like you walk in the door shuts behind you they got like dramatic music playing of course and the task involves pressing these buttons on the wall that have like different symbols or shapes on them and so okay. there's some clues in this other part of the room that one team member would have to read and then the other team members would have to like, base off their clues Press these buttons on the wall in the right sequence to unlock the door to get in the next room where it's the same thing you know you press more buttons get to the next room and we just for the life the lives of us just could not figure out like how the fuck we were supposed to press these buttons and this professor would not drop it we were in this room pressing these 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 shitty buttons for honestly an hour and a half and we never ever got it we couldn't figure it out and he was like he was getting like Pissed off at times. I mean I was pissed off too. We were all just like mad pressing these buttons. Finally we quit. We're walking around the the complex and then we find the other student who's rotating in the lab with us. And there's like a couple minutes left and so we're talking to them. We're like, oh how many uh how how many rooms did you escape from? We're like, Oh yeah, we got we got through like three rooms. How many did you get through? I'm like, well fuck, we didn't get through any because we've been pressing these fucking buttons all day and we can't get it to open the door. And uh and then so the professor's like, Oh yeah, our room's really hard though, like why don't you come into our room and then you'll understand why we didn't get any any is <laughs> uh, such we a didn't professor thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so we like walk across the complex, we bring this other student and then a postdoc or somebody in with us, and he's like showing them what we've been working on and like telling them like what we've tried and how we haven't gotten it. And then we finally get to the part of the room where like we always get stuck. And then the other rotation student like takes a look at the clues and just immediately figures it out <laughs>
1: <laughs> fuck <laughs> yeah competition's looking kind of rough
0: <laughs> <laughs> right and so then like yeah, of course it fucking worked and then, like you know we, we do exactly what she said and it worked and we escaped the room and uh, the professor was just like yeah so one i'm fucked like i'm definitely not kidding it you now. <laughs> and then, and then and that too, was the then,
1: last day of the rotation <laughs>
0: yep <laughs> yep that was it I, I just got totally fucking iced um but yeah it was really funny it was a good thing that it happened because the professor was like being like he was just so upset and then he was so happy and so giddy um and like bought everybody beers and stuff afterwards so it worked out but like yeah i'm definitely not getting into this lab <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny i mean i do
1: escape escape rooms are like no joke very stressful yeah <laughs> uh, ashley's family is very into them And so we did one when I first moved to town and I was stressed out the entire time because I was like, well, shit, I don't want them to think I'm dumb. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I feel like I because, you know, it's it's me, her uh, and her three sisters and her parents. And so it's like, okay. I need to, I don't need to be the best, but I need to, like, hold my own, you know, against yeah. these people, you know, because I don't, you know, I don't want them to think I'm, like, incapable or incompetent, uh-huh. <laughs> and, um, and so I think we, we did escape the room that, uh, that we did, but, but it was stressful the whole time, It is. I was, yeah. I, was, I was, like, conscious and, like, worrying, like, okay, what, what can I do to help? Like, I don't want to look, just look like I'm standing here. Like, why are they the ones that are figuring out all the puzzles? Why don't I know what to do? Yeah. yeah, yeah. so, yeah, escape rooms, fun in a group of friends, but like once you're with other people outside of your like friend group or like, you know, people that you're trying to impress they're a little stressful
0: yeah um, yeah <laughs> having
1: said that i know that uh my girlfriend's parents will deny that uh, they would judge me if i sucked at it but you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it still helps to do well <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. definitely um, <laughs> that's that's good um so I, I have one last thing um have i have i told you about the band public service broadcasting a band no a band okay so this is this is possibly Sit up in my chair. <laughs> this is this is serious. <laughs> um, this, oh, this band is so fucking good, and it's so good. I think for like a PhD student, right? So this is this this British band, and they they only have a couple albums out. But I'll just, I'll give you, oh man, oh all my screens just changed. <laughs> I have macOS Mojave up, and I, I just switched it into dark mode today, <laughs> and have the normal background, like the sand dune, and it's supposed to, like, have lighting that reflects, like, the outside light, uh, so it just turned into, like, the night, like, twilighty Anyway, uh, <laughs> <which> <laughs> really cool. it looks baller on three screens, all right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so... Uh, one of their albums is called the race for space and they uh, they're like in a like I don't, I don't even know how to describe them basically they take a bunch of clips from the space race and they make songs about them and um, they interject like actual audio from like you know the moon landing they have a song called go mm-hmm. and it's all the audio from like the spaceship, like, shoot taking off, and, like, when the lunar lander landed, and all this other stuff, and they have another one about Sputnik, and about the first man to, like, do a spacewalk, and a whole bunch of other stuff, and it's so, so good, oh, it's so good, dude, it's, okay, look it up, Race for Space by Public Service Broadcasting, you just, so you have to just, like, listen to the whole album in a row, because, um, each one is like a chronological story about a different milestone, mm-hmm. and it's so fucking good. So I recommend the band for when you're like working in a lab and doing, I don't know, any any sort of work where you like need motivation, they're a great band for it. Sounds and, awesome. And uh, they have some good music videos on YouTube as well, so you should check those out. But public service broadcasting, fantastic. Um, they also have an uh, album called uh inform educate entertain and this one is much more similar to their other work where it's like it's their songs about like technological advances and progress and like industrial stuff and it's just so good so like (laughs) in that in that album they have a song about um the first two men to climb mount everest and kind of like the challenges associated with that mm-hmm. uh they have a song about the development of uh spitfire airplanes which are like the airplanes that were used in world war 2 like <laughs> fighter planes <laughs> Um, they have another song about, um, this, it's, oh, it's my favorite song on the album right now. It's called Nightmail. And it's a song about the Postal Express train in the UK in like the early 1900s and about how like they could get like how basically how like the mail system worked. And it, it, it sounds really weird. <laughs> it sounds but like,
0: really weird. It doesn't sound like you're describing music at all. <laughs>
1: it, it's so good. Like, listen, okay. Listen to the song Go first and then listen to the whole album and then listen to the song progress by public service broadcasting uh and then if you're so inclined listen to nightmail because it's really good um and it's just to me they're like really good motivational like doing like work Mm -hmm. you know like hard work um but like you know they're they're more like sciencey and engineeringy i think so Really, really good. That's my that's my like happy thing for today. <laughs> sounds really is, cool. Is that band? So
0: definitely, definitely check them out. Yeah, sounds awesome. I'll give them a shot for sure.